Welcome to episode 155 of CGM's Pixels and Ink podcast. I'm joined by Wayne and Phil. Yep. No surprise there. I'm glad you guys join me every week. Wayne doesn't look very happy about it. No, me. it's just I'm still thinking about Arnold and the Maggie movie. And Did you yeah. watch what it? What that could have been. No, actually, oh, I haven't right. watched it, but yeah. I probably am going to just because Wasted I want to see. Wasted Kim was like, we should watch Maggie. I, I said, no. <laughs> I want to see Arnold cry, that's all. I, I just want to no. see him shed One a tear. Man no, do it. tear. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I know it. I would like to see that, yeah. When yeah. he starts blowing up zombies, then I'll mm. come back. Yeah, plus yeah. my morbid curiosity about, like, you know, so can he actually, like, you know, emote and, you know, act when the need calls for it? Like, as a dramatic mm. performance, because Phil has seen it, like, yeah. how is his, like, was it actually well, good? Well, like I said, I, he, he was good, but it was, like, underplaying. He was mostly just, like, not saying anything okay. and just looking sullen. So, just like, it was eat. good. It just wasn't, like... There wasn't a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Was it Oscar winning? That's probably no. safer though for him to oh, do. Oh yeah, no, it was the right way to go, okay. and it was definitely like better than it, than he normally is. Yeah. Like on a dramatic standpoint, it's just like it's not like he. It's okay. not like I came out of him and was like, oh my god, what an amazing actor. I was just like, oh, he understood yeah. his limitations that time. That's pretty smart. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, that's the only reason I was looking sad was because of that. Just you know, yeah. like Arnie acting sad. How I would like to see that. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, you can. Yeah. The movie stinks, but you can do it. Yeah. You can still watch it. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't stink Wait for bad. it to show up on Netflix yeah, or something. Not, since it inevitably will. You're not get on the get. elliptical and yeah. watch away. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, true. I could do that. There you go. Yeah, it's not a movie that you need to see in the theater. Okay. Definitely not. No, if you're going to see something in the theater, go and see Avengers 2, for Christ's sake. Go. Mm. Uh, go. I'll get around to it. Go. I'll get around to it Whatever. eventually. Eventually, that movie will be watched. Have you seen any of the Marvel movies in the theater? You did see one, didn't you? I remember you. Th- um, I thought you saw Thor or something. Dark no, World no, or actually, I may not have seen any of the Marvel movies in a movie I theater. You saw so one, sad. a couple. Mm, no, not Avengers for else? sure. Mm. Not Avengers. Not Captain America. Not. That's the last not movie any you saw in the theater. Oh, um, Jurassic Park. No, it was not <laughs> Jurassic Park. It was actually something. I know I actually saw, saw Man of the Steel year. in the theater. Oh, you saw something? You saw something I actually, I actually that, did see though. Man of Steel in the theater. Oh, man. I swear to God, you waste. saw something after that recently. Yeah. I just don't know what it was. But yeah, I, I, I really can't remember. Uh, He's not good at the movieing. Yeah, but what a waste. Go see Man of Steel. No wonder you don't go to the movies anymore. That's the last one you saw. All right, <laughs> we'll start off with some news. And the big news right now is Konami. Yeah, Konami is like that's. Have you heard about this, Phil? What? Now? There, there, there was just um, a lengthy interview in a <laughs> what Japanese. Now? It's bad. It keeps getting bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lengthy interview in a Japanese business publication where mm. Konami more or less said, once the interview was translated, that we believe mobile is the future and we're going to go there. Which of course. is so not a huge surprise though. to me since, like, I've even like you know written articles saying it wouldn't. You know, it's like I'm expecting them to just bow out of console gaming and go into mobile Mm -hmm. and now it looks like you know my suspicions have been confirmed yeah this is exactly what's happening which uh from a pure business perspective it's actually it actually makes sense yeah um like it's just a shame yeah because i mean it's like yeah they've, they've been running the numbers and it's like okay so in the u.s the uh mobile games were like worth six billion dollars and next year they're saying that china alone is going to be worth like seven billion dollars for mobile mobile game so that's like 11 billion dollars between the u.s and china yeah so like you know if if you're making money off of your mobile games and your console games are not selling well yeah why would you keep doing this so yeah i i understand from a numbers perspective why these guys are doing it yeah but like you know yeah metal gear and Silent Hills, Silent Hills. It's like yeah. I just hope they they should sell it. I hope they sell it. Yeah. Maybe they'll do like a mobile Silent Hill where it's like Flappy Nurse. Yeah, that sounds See, that's, great. That's that's the Doesn't thing. Doesn't it though, mm-hmm. Phil? Don't you yeah. want to play Flappy Nurse? No. They probably are going to take their bigger properties like that and start cranking yeah. out mobile versions. No, it's, what can yeah. you do probably going to happen. Metal Gear Hill. Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Metal Gear's yeah. already been on mobile before Flappy with like Snake. the PSP games like Metal Gear Acid and all that. So Silent Hill. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to like do it. Plants vs. Zombies, yeah. Silent Hill Edition. Something so like, like that. It's like little, little pyramid heads coming for you. Yeah, like exactly. Defend your mind yeah. or something. Plants exactly. vs. Pyramid Head or yeah. something. Yeah. I'd, I'm not even sure if I'd play it. I think I would play it and I'd be very, very upset. Yeah, yeah. It's such a shame. Such but yeah, that, that is probably the biggest saddest news of the week. Yeah. Is Konami yeah. finally admitting, yeah, you know what? You guys are right. We're just going into mobile. So well, I just hope. What are they going to make for mobile? What the heck? Winning I, 11. 
or pro-evolution soccer, whatever you want to call it, since it's yeah. got like two different names. But, but you know, it's like the scariest thing about what they're saying is that they've also decided that the way to make money is to concentrate on selling features mm. for oh. these games. Perfect. So yeah, yeah. They, they want like you know microtransactions. So, yeah, mi- microtransactions up the wazoo yeah. and like that uh, sounds it's, wonderful. I yeah. can't wait. Perfect. But yeah. you know, like that's eleven like eleven billion dollars in mobile gaming. It's like that's I know it's you know, insane. It's it's a lot of money, and you know, it's like. More and more people have been saying this is the future, but only for like a few big companies. Yeah. Since everybody else is probably going to get like just lost in the whirlpool. Yeah, which is hilarious because I at the moment have not a single mobile game on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could feel technically be called a mobile yeah. gamer because I have a Vita and that is a portable gaming yeah, yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah, I, I have I a three DS. Yeah, but I don't play games on a phone. Yeah, I yeah, I don't unless you count Twitter as a yeah. game, which kind of is. Some people would say yeah. it's a game. Yeah. yeah. So <sighs> Konami RIP, or at least you know Konami, the console uh, division is mm-hmm. just like yeah, that's that's the biggest saddest news of the week, and yep. I am sad to hear it. It's like I was, yeah. I was hoping that I was going to be wrong about this, but no, it's a real bummer. Just, uh, it's, fri- it's frustrating they wouldn't at least make that Silent Hill game after all the attention they got, yeah, uh, the vast interest that was in it. But mm-hmm. I guess if they're doing that bad financially, they just can't even afford to take. Well, that it's, risk. it's not that they're doing that bad financially; it's just like. Why? Why bother going through that expense to like you know sell a million copies or less? Yeah, you know when you can just you know slash and burn that entire division, pour it all into mobile, and then just watch the dough just come raking in. Yeah, but even then, it feels like if enough companies do that, like mm-hmm. there's only you know you can only predict how, how you can only predict so much in terms yeah. of mobile gaming, right? Like if they flood the market and no one cares anymore. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it's like really it's easy to be, oversaturate it. Yeah. Thing. And then if VR, for whatever reason, becomes like the big thing, then all of a sudden everybody is going to be like, okay, now we've got mm-hmm. to shift focus onto that now because mm-hmm. people are getting bored of mobile gaming and everybody is saying, have you tried this VR? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like right back to PCs and consoles anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Which, you know, it's like, because yeah, you know, a, a VR Silent Hills would have been it'd be terrifying. great. Yeah, it'd be great. It would have been yeah. a terrifying, terrifying experience, and I was yeah. just never going to get that. Yeah. Well, I do still hold out hope that they'll Konami will sell the brand or something like that. Because it feels like there's too much yeah. money to be made in Silent Hill for that to yeah. so, disappear entirely. Know, so Konami's not dead. They just yeah. don't want to do console games anymore. What so, a shame. So it, it's possible that you know maybe we'll see a turnaround or a change of heart. Unlikely, yeah. but. Eh, what a shame. Do you have any good happen. news this week? Um, no. Um, no, I don't have great. any good news. Well, the the other big news, um, which I guess actually is good news if you're cheap, right? Is in Brazil. Yeah. They finally hacked the PS4. Oh, great! So they have figured out a way to mod it. Perfect. Uh, they've got stores in Brazil now, where for like between 100 and 150 US dollars. Yeah. Uh, they will just, you know, it's like you give them your PS4 and uh, yeah. they will mod it and then they will put like, you know, 10 games on it and you can play these games online. It's it's not even oh, like the hacked Xbox 360 mm. games where once your console was modded, yeah. you had to yeah. stay offline. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. this one, you can still get away with it. Dynamite. So obviously Sony is looking into this because yeah. right now it's contained to just Brazil. But yeah. the big question is how long is it going yeah, to stay contained in Brazil? Yeah. yeah, definitely not. So it yeah it's it, it's kind of interesting to see because you know it's like usually this this is like that race that nobody likes to talk about about yeah. which console is the one that's going to get modded first and then inevitably you know it's like everybody starts going to like you know CD looking shopping malls that yeah, nobody yeah. ordinarily shops at because there are shops there that people ordinarily don't go to and yeah. that's where you get it done and then after that it's like you know easy street with all the free pirated games and yeah yeah like last generation it was basically the Wii that was like you know yep. the most mod friendly yep I mean the 360 was also modded but the Wii was the one where oh, everybody for sure. was doing it, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I have no comment on how I yeah. know that, but and I do for a fact. Yeah. yeah. And this console generation, it had not happened for over a year. Yeah, and yeah. now, finally, in Brazil, they've cracked it. I mean, it's like, it really was just a matter of time. Yeah. So now... And what was the deal with the Dreamcast? That was just, you didn't have to mod it? That just played burn games automatically? Yeah, something like that. I don't that was know, great. Yeah. It was, like, it was, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. It definitely uh, contributed to the demise of that system. I think so, there's no doubt about that. Because yeah. anyone I knew that had a Dreamcast just had all these like a stack of burnt games yeah. they didn't have real games so I'm, I'm going to be interested to see whether or not this is a problem that Sony can solve with a firmware update mm-hmm. or whether they're just going to abandon ship on the current PS4 and just move on to the PS4 Slim yeah. and just sell that at a cheaper price and like circumvent whatever you know things people were doing to 
you know, mod it. It's like yeah, those, yeah. those are basically their only two realistic options at this point. Yeah. Try and fix it through firmware or just give up original PS4 as a lost cause and like, you know, just start working on PS4 Slim. Yeah, which I'm sure they already are working Yeah, they, on. I mean, they, they probably have, but with this information, yeah, they're going to be taking like a long, hard look at, you know, it's like the circuit board yeah. and saying, so how can we prevent this from happening? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, I, if, if you're the kind of guy that loves pirated games, then I guess this is good news. Mm-hmm. But if you're but you not gotta go into Bra- that... you got to go to Brazil for yeah. it, though. But for now, you got to go well, to Brazil for it. Yeah. yeah. I assume that it was Brazil that cracked it because over there it's incredibly expensive for them to purchase Yes, anything. see, that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why this actually does make sense, is that when the PS4 originally went on sale in Brazil, it was like... Eighteen hundred dollars. Holy crap! One thousand eight hundred dollars for a PS4 in Brazil when oh, it yeah. first debuted in That'd twenty thirteen. D- I would do it then. Yeah, people would be desperate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it because of like just the ridiculous <clears throat> luxury tax that they slapped on it. So right. It's like yeah, that that was what really drove the price up. So you can see why that country, out of all the countries, yeah, those guys would have been like, "There's got to be a better way to yeah, do yeah, this." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Whew. All right. Well, there's yeah. that. So, yeah, there is that. All right. Okay, and, like, the, the other news I want to talk about, since we've all seen it now, yes. we'll, we'll be switching over to the comic yeah, book yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so we all knew that Supergirl was getting a TV show. Yeah, yeah. And now we didn't know how crappy it was They presented be. a six-minute really, trailer. Are you really surprised, though? Yeah. That's pretty well exactly what I expected yeah. they, it to be. Yeah. They have presented a six-minute trailer, which more or less negates any need to watch the pilot because mm. it just explains that entire episode. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but it all... It just, oh. But how did you not think it was going to be that, Mel? I don't know. Why did really you think it was going to be? I they were going to do something. I would it have, have been improved if it had taken place in the Zack Snyderverse? Nope. Really? Okay. I, I don't think so. Okay. Because I mean, it's, it's like a dark and gritty Supergirl that was like angst-ridden and all that yeah, would definitely be a real departure from the Supergirl that yeah, we're seeing. Yeah, they're aiming it at teenage yeah. girls. Yeah, of that's course. That's just their core. That's mm-hmm. who they're actually. Yeah, it feels like so many of those shows that were aimed at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just genre. the Frankenstein of successful shows with Supergirl added yeah. to it, which again is not like a shock. That's a, what, what I assumed it no, was going to be as soon as the announced that there's going to be a Supergirl. Yeah, she's a per, she's a perky, wacky gal, it's single ugly gal Betty living in the city. Supergirl. Yeah, That's all it is. Yeah. Just, no. But is Supergirl ever like a deep character I that's being ruined Supergirl, by so the? Really yeah, I mean, she's always been still. kind of that, hasn't she? Well, well yeah, I mean, it was it, it, it tugged on the heartstrings pretty badly when she died back yeah. in the eighties. I mean, that, yeah, that, that was sure. that was a somber moment. Of course, but it's not because she was such a beloved deep character with so many rich storylines yeah, attached that's to her. True. Just yeah. because she was an icon. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, I, like the thing is, I'm sure, like, I, I just am going to be honest and say I haven't really read any Supergirl books. Um, I did read that. I guess the when Jeff Loeb did his Batman's versus Superman. Uh, the second arc, and that was about Supergirl, and that was actually pretty good. Okay. But um, even but uh, but I'm sure if you go back to reading the Supergirl comics when she started in like the 50s or 60s or whenever they did it, I'm sure it's the 50s or 70s equivalent of yeah. this, just a, uh, a young woman soap melodrama with uh, superpowers. I'm, I'm really I'm really curious about how this. Did is you going see to... the Supergirl movie? Like it's gonna, yeah, probably going to be better than this, that. This is what oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> wondering how it's going to hold up to the original 80s Supergirl movie with Helen Slater. As it doesn't I, look much worse. Helen Slater is actually going to appear in this series. By I'm the sure way. she is. She, what else tapped. is she doing? Her and Dean Cain have been tapped to appear in yeah. the series. Yeah. I, I saw that the original April O'Neil is going to be in the new Ninja Turtles movie as well. So oh, okay. they're doing nostalgias all around. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is, like, you know, that's the 80s Supergirl movie was pretty garbage as well. I, so that. That I don't that like Supergirl. The Flying Star, was okay. But it just felt so Yeah, it wasn't, ugh, I mean, wasn't that a canon movie? Uh, I feel like that was canon did that. I know they did four, I but remember. I forget if they did Supergirl yeah. as well. I, I, I can't remember. Like they, who I feel like that movie. was canon was responsible. It sure feels like yeah. it. But, but it took place in the same universe as the Christopher Reeve Superman movie. It did indeed. Yeah. Was Christopher Reeve in it? No, remember. he didn't. He didn't yeah, appear in it. So. His poster did. Though. Yeah, yeah, I'm so. sure. Um, that's the thing. Is that yeah? So I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, it does look horrible and pandering and awful. But a, I knew that's what it was going to be, and b, Supergirl's never. Let's see. So, you know? so I mean, pre- you know what? I you know I I shouldn't say that. I I haven't read Supergirl. Perhaps there are wonderful and rich Supergirl stories that have been written in recent years. But I if don't know back, of them. Okay, so DC's attempts to speak to women have mm-hmm. been that Supergirl movie, mm-hmm. the um, '90s Birds of Prey. Yeah. Now they're doing a girl cartoon and this Supergirl show. Yeah. Uh, I never watched Birds of Prey. I actually did watch. Birds yeah. Of Prey. No good. I enjoyed it at the time. Oh, there you go. But as something that's not related to Batman or yeah, yeah. DC at all. Yeah. 
But that was being pandered to you, and it worked. Eh. So perhaps this will work too. Eh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks it looks rough. But at the same time, like pilots are always the worst episode of the show. Yeah, Maybe that's true. I mean, get, you've, you've, they'll have amazing new directions to go. Yeah, Seinfeld pilot is just awful. Yeah, exactly. So perhaps they'll have there is a a, amazing yeah. new directions to go with it. Who Yay. knows? But yeah, it doesn't surprise me that this is what it was. That's kind of what Supergirl is. Oh, speaking of comic book TV shows, you're done with Daredevil. Have you seen the whole thing? Oh yeah, I watched the whole thing. It was great. All right, it was great. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I was sad when a certain someone died because he's such an important character in the comic. And that was an interesting thing about it was that um, when he died, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they did that." And then I was like, "Wait a minute, I only feel that way because I know about this character outside of this." Yeah. When I actually think back to how the show was laid out, of course he was going to die. Number one, mm-hmm. he was a person of color, and they don't tend to last <laughs> long in these sorts of shows. Um, it's hey, that's not my choice. It's that's New just York, a, that's just a reality of, of, of how it works. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I was I, that. Yeah, no, that was a superhero show. I can get behind that. Okay. Was very well done. I'm very curious to see how it goes from here. I, I like the costume when they got to it. One thing that I did wish, um, I've never actually heard a proper justification for why he uses the sticks as his weapons. Yeah, and I was really hoping at some point they were going to be like, oh, and by the way, I've been doing these stick things since I was a kid. Yeah, but yeah, they never, never did that. He just yeah. had them when he was it, in the costume, and I was like, oh. Yeah. But aside from it, that, it would have made a lot more. Yeah, have you watched more than those first three episodes, Mel? No. You really should because it does like get better after that. I know. It does. Like, have you gotten to the episode and like any of the Kingpin centric episodes yet? Centric, no. See, there you go. That's your problem right there. Yeah, the Kingpin's childhood episode. Yeah, that that was was nuts. That was. I couldn't believe they did that. Mm That was like, yeah, that was, I just, I can't imagine what it would be like for a child who presumably there are many kids watching yeah. Daredevil. So he's, that would be he's, scarring. He's already, to me, the most interesting villain in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he's just fascinating. He's so messed up compared he's to other Marvel villains. It's such a great version of the character. Yeah. You really, really should. Where are you at? You watched three? I watched three. I so yeah, four was the one where I was like, okay, I'm on board. I've so you should watch it. on Modern Family. Oh, okay. Well, that seems like a, a productive use of your time. Um, <laughs> no, it is. It's cute. It's a cute show. Um, but uh, yeah, no, you really should because I can understand it, the um, the Law and Order element you were complaining about before pretty well vanishes after that. I could hear bits and pieces of it as Mike finished watching yeah, it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, it sounds like it's getting better. And he's it like, did. You should watch. It kept getting better with like every episode. Yeah, it really, really did. It and found its legs. They, yeah. they also had a lot of groundwork to lay. You know. Yeah. Um, I understand that. It's just I yeah. kind of like, we're, we're marathoning them, and that's just like uh, yeah. No, I well, watch more of yeah, this. I, now. I, really, I was the same way. I really wish that they actually had like just sort of come out and said at some point, and this would be breaking continuity. But yeah. like you know, if Matt Murdock had just run into like some Filipino Arnis master, yeah. because Arnis is the Filipino martial art of like stick fighting, where you yeah, really yeah, are yeah, just like yeah, waving yeah, two sticks around. Oh, I think it's because he's blind. Yeah. and it's like, and that that's just totally makes sense. Yeah, if you yeah. run into an Arnis martial arts master, yeah. and it's like, oh, that's why he fights the way he yeah, does. Yeah. Okay. Or he hides it in his cane, yeah. like his cane splits apart and yeah. it's his sticks. But yeah, they just never explained that, and I was hoping they would, but what mm-hmm. are you going to do? I mean, that's a minor complaint. Other than that, I had a really good time. He does. He does a lot of dramatic cane throwing. Um, but yeah, no, Vincent D'Onofrio was amazing, and yeah, uh, yeah, it was, yeah that uh, was that was a really, really. I was very okay. impressed by how much Great they were able to do with. Um, God, I'm blanking on Karen. Is it Karen? Karen Page. Karen Page. Yeah, yeah. she actually became a really interesting yes, and complicated did. character in a way that she wasn't really in the books. Yeah, I mean, there were some great stories surrounding her, but for the most part, she was just sort of like, "Oh, who should I love? Perhaps Daredevil." Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah, now she actually, this one, she's like, she yeah. actually has like a dramatic and She has like a crazy moment at she's the end of arc. one episode yeah, that I couldn't she's believe. Got an arc. Yeah, is she the one from True Blood? I don't yes. know. Is she in True yes, Blood? I never watched. Yes, I never watched her. True Blood. Yeah. Is too sexy for me. I like Twilight. Twilight's as much sexy as I can handle on a vampire. Yeah. True Bud's too much. Too there's, much? There's Overload? N- Mel, there are nipples. Because it's Alex Gezer's Guard naked. Mel, there are nipples in that show. There are. That's adult. That's, in that's, that that's, show. That is adult content that I there can't handle. There is full on male nudity in that show. Really? I should, Grown I should up stuff. Check that out when I get home then. Okay. But. Um, of Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, baby. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, I was really impressed with Daredevil. I can't wait for season two. And I'm glad that they're doing season two um, right away mm-hmm. as well, because I was concerned that I was going to have to wait through, uh, you know, Power Man and Iron Fist and all the other shows, but it sounds like they're prioritizing Daredevil, as well, well they should. Yeah, it's with, great. With the reception that it got. Yeah, it's the, high, it's the most successful Netflix show they've ever done. Yeah. So it went without saying they were going to do another one. 
But uh, yeah, no, very impressive, and yeah. especially, and I will, and it it adds a layer of seriousness and grittiness that doesn't exist in the current Marvel universe. No, like but it's appropriate so. for Daredevil, yeah. and he should have, and and but at the same time, it wasn't like devoid of the snappy snap Marvel yeah. stuff that we know. There's actually quite. I was surprised by how much of that there was. Yeah, but so, like you know, yeah, the, the Kingpin is definitely the most complex and dark Marvel universe villain right now. It's yeah, like he's terrifying. Like Loki and all the other guys is like you. You are not. He's terrifying. As messed up or as and interesting also, as the Kingpin. Well, and also, when I see now, just even. In the first season, in terms of uh, violent content, what they're willing to do on that yeah. show, they got to do a Punisher that way. If mm-hmm. they're going to do Punisher, if they could the do the Punisher as a TV then series, it, then that's yeah. how they can do it. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I, yeah, I, I, God, it was great. I can't wait to see more. Um, and all the little Easter eggs for the comic fans, yeah. like the guy having the uh, the guy who would become the gladiator, um, make the costumes mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Oh God, that was fun. And the hand, you know, yeah, like the hand, of course. Hand yeah, the little so hand just, reference. Yeah. He fought the ninja. That was yeah. great. And also, like you could tell that they'd rationed out their budget, so certain episodes were bigger than others because obviously, if they'd use the same budget for everyone, it would just be like one fight scene at the end. And um, so I'm excited to see in second season, uh, you know, it's safe to say that they will get far more money and mm. things will be able to get more elaborate. And which is not to say that, like... Yeah, they don't necessarily need to be, though, because I really did like the quieter character moments that they had. Absolutely, and I hope that they maintain that. Yeah. But if he's now wearing the costume yeah. and he's known as a vigilante and mm-hmm. he's set off, a set apart uh, and he's, you know, kicked off a war with Kingpin, things are going to have to ramp yeah. up a little bit. He can't just be wandering around figuring out who he is anymore, right? Yeah. And he's got to be broken, like really, really broken. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'll that's do Daredevil. Yeah, he's always getting broken. Yeah, they'll do the electric thing, and it'll mm-hmm. be heartbreaking. Yeah, it'll that's be great. True. I can't wait. But yeah, no, I, I was excellent. Okay. Like, I'm still mildly disappointed they didn't do a Daredevil movie, but I can't complain too much when it's that good, and I feel like they'll get there if the success continues. Yeah. So, although I, I think that Daredevil actually does work better as a long form television, it really does. Series. It's one of the few characters that's complex enough that yeah. they could actually spend the time yeah, with him carry, to yeah. carry that. Yeah. But I just I'm thinking primarily just in terms of like what they could do mm-hmm. with the added money and the time like, and a more stylish yeah. story. It might still happen in the future, but yeah, you know, it's no, like, I think let, they let, will. Let him get a few seasons so For that sure. he's really developed, and that yeah. way when they jump to the movie, they can just get right into it. Totally. Like, we know who Daredevil is. We've yeah. seen the TV well, show. Well, I'm just hoping what they should do, ideally, is save Born Again and do Born yeah. Again as a movie, because that would be a perfect thing to have as a like epic extension of the series nope. and also a story strong enough that it would stand on its own for people that hadn't watched the yeah. Daredevil shows. Or they'll do something silly, like team him up with Spider-Man. Which might work. Which is totally possible. Yeah. I mean, like, I, that it, could work. I think if he doesn't, if he isn't in Civil War, mm-hmm. he will definitely be in the whatever the Infinity Wars turns yeah. out to be. I think that that's they're going to be that's going to be all, all hands on deck by the time they get there, and they'll include the TV series. But anyway, yeah, I loved it. Okay, I was really impressed. They did a great job, and it had a really wonderful arc. And yeah, I'm glad that Vanessa's in it because uh, did you ever read Love and War, that graphic novel that Frank Miller did no, that was drawn I by Bill Sankowitz? No, I've I've heard of it though. I'll bring, yeah, I'll bring like, that in to lend to you. Yeah. It's heartbreaking and beautiful, and it's about their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that. Like, as soon as she revealed her name was Vanessa, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. they can do so much now. Because, um, they, yeah, they had an amazing uh, – they did some incredible stories with the two of them. And so I really hope that they kind of mm. – I mean, what was nice about the show was that it was both, like, hit on all the things that I love about Daredevil, but at the same time its own distinct vision. Yeah. So, like, I don't think the level do direct adaptations, but there are elements that – they I already know they're aware of. Yeah, they know they the can, source material. That they, they can do take know. and yeah. now manipulate and make their own, and yeah. I can't wait to see it happen. So, yeah, it, it is nice to see that they actually know the history and are willing yeah. to play with it as opposed to, like, let's just ignore that and do our own thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That was great. Okay. God, it was good. So, yeah, I couldn't be happier with that. I'll probably watch it again at some point. Hmm. Yep. All right, so news. more news stories. Uh, the first, Yeah, the first one, this is, uh, I found this very exciting Uh Speaking of Avengers Infinity Wars, they announced it's going to be the first uh, fiction film ever shot entirely in IMAX. Okay. It's been a long time coming that mm-hmm. someone would finally do that, and this will be a great one for them to do it. Even though, you know. They're just, what, ripping off Christopher Nolan's shooting techniques that he used in, um, uh, oh, what was the movie of his that just came out? Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar. But that wasn't entirely in IMAX. No, it wasn't, but uh, he, he used a lot of techniques that were he actually made the IMAX camera a lot more mobile than people had originally Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, totally. And a lot of that's technological stuff. Yeah. Like, they've been both for him, and then Brad Bird used it really well in uh, Mission Impossible oh, 4, okay. and J.J. Yeah. Abrams did some stuff in the Star Treks. So people have been slowly building on this and making it more possible, and I think now it's just finally reached the point where they can. The only thing that's a bummer about being Infinity Wars is going to be like 99 Point nine percent CGI, yeah. so you know 
It, I mean, we'll get to see everyone's facial pores really yeah. well. But yeah, <laughs> but it feels like kind of a waste to not do a more physical thing in IMAX. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I'm just excited to actually know that I'll be able to go to theater and see an entire feature-length film in the full IMAX. Because mm-hmm. you probably haven't gotten to see a movie with the IMAX footage in the theater. Mm-hmm. Theatrically, have you? When you actually go in a real IMAX theater, like the one that they have uh, in Toronto, right. the Scotiabank, um, like it fills the aspect ratio is almost square, and it's astounding how not just like the physical scale of the screen, but the level of depth and detail. Like it's unbelievable. Okay. It has a 3D effect without 3D, and to actually be able to see an entire movie in that, like even Guardians in the Galaxy, they had it set up so the action scenes could fill the full IMAX screen, even though it wasn't shot in IMAX in any way. And even that was like. Amazing. Okay. So I'm I'm fully on board with that. And yeah, you should you should do that the next time there's a big IMAX because God, it's impressive. Mel, have you seen anything in the real IMAX? In the IMAX? Uh. It was shot in IMAX, like Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. The last thing I saw. Mission in Impossible IMAX, Four. I believe was the Dark Knight I saw at the Scotiabank downtown. Right. So That's, you saw that when, when they had the full. And I saw an IMAX, but I don't think it was actually shot in IMAX. Inception. Inception? No, it was not shot in IMAX. But it was in the IMAX theater. Yeah, they play stuff in the IMAX yeah. theater all the time. It's just there's only been a handful so far that are actually shot in IMAX film. But, I mean, you must remember, it's a remarkable difference when they actually... No, I don't remember. Oh, Mel. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know where to look. There's too much screen. <laughs> you were sitting in a wrong place, Mel. We can talk about that. I can help you next time. All right, next up. Um, did you guys see the Muppets, uh, the trailer for the new Muppet show? No, I didn't even know that was going to be a new Muppet show. Oh, well, then I guess we won't talk about it. Well, no, no, I'll talk talk about about it briefly. Uh, No, it it looks great. Yeah, it's going to be a new primetime show on ABC, and the funny thing about it is it's done in the style of a mockumentary. So there's, like, interviews with the Muppets talking to the camera, and there's actually interviews where... Gonzo keeps saying, like, this whole technique of doing an in- interview to the camera is just such a cheap way to sneak in extra gags. Like, they're even making fun of that part okay. of the format. It looks so funny. And it looks like, again, what the original Muppet Show was, which is... Subversive. It's, yeah, it's a subversive, and it's for, even though it's puppets, and they're not going to... And, and you know, it'll be... Kids can watch it. It is for adults. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it looks hysterical. I honestly can't wait okay. to watch it. Oh, I totally have They, so they really have... Uh, yeah, I should have insisted upon you guys watching it before yeah. we did this, but that's okay. Um, it's uh, Yeah, no, I can't recommend it enough. I was skeptical when I heard, oh, God, new Muppet show. This is going to be rough, because I just had hor- horrible memories of that one they did in the 90s with the Muppet that had dreadlocks. Remember that? Anybody? Anybody? Nope. Yeah, it was horrible, is the point of that. Um, yeah, you'd remember. It was no, it was don't. pandering. It was pretty rough. Um, but anyway, this looks great. It looks like they've, they've got some clever writers, good people on it. Looks good. Well, Disney was a little bit don't they? What? Is it Disney? Yeah, ABC. Yeah. ABC's the network. Oh, yeah. Yep. So it's all connected. And I mean, also, they kind of have established a very self-conscious, mostly for adults, tone on the two Muppet movies yeah. um, that they made recently. Yeah. I still haven't three. seen the second, but I, I haven't seen the one first. The second one I liked a lot. A lot okay. of people whined about it. I enjoyed it even, possibly even more than the first one. Disney's slowly acquiring a lot of things. Yeah. Yes, they are. And it, it worries me. Yeah. It concerns me a lot. I think it's because they reached a point where the actual work that they were manufacturing was not connecting with audiences yeah. other than Pixar. So they bought up a lot of studios yeah. that can connect with audiences, so and now they can claim yeah. it as their own. So much childhood happiness should not belong to one company. It should be spread out amongst different companies. Yeah. So it worries me that it's all <laughs> being concentrated like, in one company. Like I know. Frozen spoke to Google. Mm. For oh, reason. yeah. Well, that's, that, that but is that was also John dumb. Laster. That was that after is, John Laster took over Disney Animation, though. So that, even that's... Yeah. That was like three, what, three years ago, and it's still everywhere. I know, people stores. love it. They love it. it. Not me, though. Um, I still haven't seen it. Don't. It's not that good. All right, here's a weird one. Um, it's been announced that Anne Hathaway's next movie okay. is going to be called Colossal, and she's going to play a woman who's psychically connected to a giant Godzilla stuff. And that's a real thing that's going to okay. happen. They're going to be making that. This is like going to be a comedy, or this is actually like dead serious? No, dead serious. Oh, um, it's okay. by uh, the Spanish director uh, Nacho Villagando, who okay. made Time Crimes, which is actually a really good movie. Um, and, yeah, I can't imagine that well, not sucking. Anne Hathaway is a good actress. She can She's be good. <laughs> she can be she good. She can be good. good. She, like she, can be, she can be. She can be. She is. Have you ever seen uh, what's it called? Uh, Rachel getting married. No, I like her in Ellen. Fantastic yeah. in that. She's really, really good. She in that. totally stole the show with her brief appearance in the Les Mis, you know, 
musical treatment. It was like, I suppose. Yeah. When, um, when she sang so in that, it was just like, wow, okay, you are actually probably the best thing about that movie. She's yeah. psychically connected, so he's, yeah. he wouldn't she's feel She's going to be do a lot of furled brow acting. I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be like uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Friday the 13th, part 7, uh, where the girl's psychically... Or uh, Halloween 5. I think they did that in Halloween 5 as well, where the little girl was psychically connected. Um, so there's going to be a lot of so like, furrow brows and a lot of her being like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. And then she'll probably eventually learn to control them the and they'll yeah. be friends. And then she'll use the or monster to, to the save to people. Yeah. yeah. Now it's going to be goddamn awful. But that's a thing. That's yeah, a real wait. thing. They're going to have to be spend money on. on top of it. Like uh, we can only hope. Calling it Falcor. Yeah, like never uh, ending story. Never story. Playing, yeah, yeah that'd be good. That'd be really good. Let's go, Falcor. This you know, is amazing. You know, maybe they made four of those. Was it four? Yeah, yeah. Jack oh, Black was in one. I got of them. all the way up to four. Little. All right. Yeah. Did you see that? I I've Jack seen Black? like clips of him in it's it, but weird. I haven't watched it all the way through. Don't. I know. I never will. No. I assure you. I got halfway through. And I was like, oh god, no. I'm too scared to even watch the first one again, to be honest with you. I'm worried it's not going to hold up. I'm not trying to like, remake any of those. Yeah, I'll give it time. I'll get they will. There. Sooner yeah, or later, they or will. Or like the Dark yeah. Crystal. The Desperation of Hollywood. Oh, they've been yeah. trying to get that one off the ground for years. I never liked the Dark Crystal. Or, uh, I, I like the Dark Crystal. Yeah. That was a cool Labyrinth. movie. Labyrinth is good times. But you can't yeah. remake that. Yeah. You can't. You would think that, but they'll try. No, you can't simply because it would be impossible to have David Bowie's penis in a child's movie like that. <laughs> They'd never do that again. Um, Did you see that they're remaking The Craft? Yeah, I did. That one I'm actually okay with because the craft, I don't know, maybe you have a deeper personal connection with it than I do, but I didn't find, I never thought the craft was like an amazing movie. No, it was just kind point. of a fun it's concept. It's so bad. And I actually watched it recently. It's just, yeah. it's that connection that is just so bad. Yeah, but there's, and it's so, but the concept of teen girls, teenage that's the thing, the time concept of teenage girls becoming witches and, and screwing with people is, is that's perfect. That's, yeah. that's an evergreen concept. They can do that again. But I can understand. And again. Yeah, but I can understand people being upset if they're connected to it. I just, you know, I wasn't a teen goth girl, so it didn't do it for me. But. This is way before I was even a teen. This is like, I was 12 or 13. Yeah, it's true. But that's 12 or 13. That's teen. There was teen in one of those numbers. That's a pretty teen. That's a tween. That's tween. In fact, that's probably the ideal time because then you're even like, oh my God, they're teenagers. So sophisticated. Yeah, they're so So sophisticated. That's that's the best time to get into it. I Never You're like, this is PG-13, this is illicit. I'm I, not supposed to be watching this. I knew Nev Campbell. I went to school with Nev Campbell's brothers. And really? And like, oh, my God. Yeah. Your sister was in the craft? Yeah, and then she was in Scream, and then you were all jealous, right? Nope. What? You didn't like Scream? I do, but I, why would I be jealous? I don't know. What's there to be jealous of there? Because she got to be in Scream. Scream's amazing. I don't want to be in Scream. Okay, fair enough. I think you do, but that's okay. Um, so what? You, so uh, what is your final verdict on the craft uh, remake? You're oh, sure. pro or against? I'm I'm teetering. Does it have like? Do you have a? Yes, I have. You I, have fond memories for it. We have fond memories. A lot yeah. of the girls I grew up with have not fond as in this is a great movie, but yeah. just Oh yeah, no, for sure. Craft, yeah, absolutely. It was it was a generational thing for oh, sure. Yeah. I remember I mean, the girls. Loved I am kind it. of excited to see what they'll do though. Yeah. I'm a little interested. I'm curious as well. I, that's the only thing is, again, yeah, like, I don't have the personal connection to, to be upset, but I just, yeah. I do feel like that's one where, like, it's an easy concept to remake, it's and I'm not like, against that. It's not like Texas Chainsaw Massacre where, like, there's no way to recapture yeah. what that was. I think you can the recapture they, the craft. So many of, like, they'll bring goth kids back. They haven't been goth kids for a long time, and I miss I'm those just, little guys. Just, just leave them. It was... They do so many like kind of low budget remakes on. Yeah. It's gonna be one of those like, oh, what was that Man Witch movie that came out? It was awful. Man Witch. There was a whole. Was it called the Coven? What like Warlock? Covenant or something? Okay. No, it was like a teen heartthrob five guys or witches movie. It was totally okay. Weird. Now the craft if they read the craft's a studio movie. That'll be a big. That'll be yeah. a big thing. I'd like to see what they do with it. Me too. I don't hold off. Is there music that would be appropriate anymore that the kids like? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm not convinced. Because you can't get Taylor Swift to do that. Great. Yeah, that'd be perfect. They'll just put Manson in it. That's all they do. Yeah, I guess. It's easy to throw in until it's Yeah, that's true. You really can. I'll do, like, uh, whatever. Okay, next up. Um, oh, yeah, here's an interesting one. Uh, a, a call sheet for extras leaked for Civil War, which has started shooting um, those Marvel Civil War people. And, Around uh, here or where? Nope. Here, Vancouver? I forget where, okay. but it's shooting. Um and the reason I bring it up is that the extra call sheet asked for people wearing funeral clothing, which speaks very much to my theory that either Captain America or Iron Man are going to die by the end of that movie. I'm, I'm positive America. of it. I'm positive of it. Captain America. I think Robert Downey wants out, and I mm. think they're going to give it to him. He does want out. 
He does. Said he wants out. He wants out, and they give, and they he costs a lot of money, and the, much more than other people do. Same without him. But there, I, I agree. He's a great presence, but it's also a comic book universe. He can return and do cameos in like a flashback or a time travel or a return from the dead or an evil twin. I was gonna say with a goatee like Star Trek, but he already what? has one, so I'll have to go no ge- <laughs> goatee to be evil Tony Stark. I thought they were doing his brother or something. Yeah, there's it's a comic book universe. There are so many ways they could bring him back if they wanted to. But the beauty, but I think it would be a number one, I think it'd be good for him. Number two, I think it'd be good for the brand because there are more than enough people associated so with Marvel funny. that can sell it now. I agree. He's the only funny he's the only funny person they have right now. Is he? Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt's pretty funny. No, he's not. Yeah he is. Star Lord's not nearly as funny as Iron Man is. Yeah, but give him time. And uh, they got Paul Rudd in it. I was wondering how Paul Rudd's going to turn out. I'm sure out. he'll this be funny. Be too. But the, like, the banter that they have in the Avengers is always... Mark Ruffalo is pretty funny. I don't think he's funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. The Iron Man movies are my favorite. Though. Well, yeah. No, Robert Downey Jr. is amazing. But, I mean, it would be such a big moment. Everyone would be like, yeah. oh, my God, I killed I, him! And it would be a whole Paul thing. Rudd's and they could bring him back though, from yeah. the dead later on. It'll be a whole thing. One of them's going to die, and I think it's him. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be him for sure. And then he'll realize that he doesn't want to do any other work yeah. or something, and he'll come back. Yeah, he. Um, I heard him on Howard Stern, and he described he uh, his birthday, fiftieth birthday party that he held, and it was insane. He like rented out an aircraft carrier to host it, and he spent three million dollars so on the Stark. night. He was, yeah, he oh totally. Tony and like you walked in, and he had like all these like hall themed hallways you had to walk through. Like so, it started with like the year of his birth, and there were like so it was in the sixties, so there were like projections of the Vietnam War and like Beatles music playing, and then you'd go into like a seventies room. <laughs> And at one point you had to like, and it was all like adults who went to this thing. At one point, they all the guests went down a slide and fell into a ballroom. And then when they got to the '80s room, uh, he hired Duran Duran to play what? live. Yeah, oh my and God. and someone else too. I forget who it was like. Oh, wait, we should have been invited. It was like Leonard, Leonard Skinner or someone like that played as well. And it just sounded like the most amazing, fun thing ever. And I'm glad he did that for himself. He's basically Tony Stark. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, next up, yeah, no one's enjoying being Robert Downey Jr. more than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. So good for him. Um, next up, um, he probably never thought he got back on top. Like he probably no, I'm sure it. he never thought yeah, that he was going to happen. Definitely not. He was calling in favors from Mel Gibson at one point. But anyway, uh, uh, next up, Brad Bird has been doing press for his new movie Tomorrowland, which I saw and think, I can't talk about. Wait, but I did see it. Do you think that means that Mel Gibson's going to start calling in favors from Robert Downey Jr. trying to help him get back on? Yeah, top? Robert Downey Jr. already did like some speech accepting some award where he said we need to please forgive Mel Gibson. Really? Yeah, it's already happened. Oh, well, that didn't work out for Mel then, did it? Yeah, no, it didn't. He's fucked. Um, anyway, um, next Beep. up. Uh, incredible. Uh, Brad Bird has been doing press for his new movie, Tomorrowland, which is a lot we can't talk about. And he said that he's... I will tell you about it when we're done. Um, and he said that his next film is going to be Incredibles 2. They're finally doing it. And he's in the That's middle of writing CG, it. right? They're not going to make him do no, that. Yeah, no, it'll be Pixar. Okay. I'm yeah, one of these few people who didn't really care about The Incredibles. No, what? it was amazing. What are you talking about? That's such a fun movie. It's just, it felt so I like, love the standard. fashion designer. She was like my all-time favorite Yeah, it's a funny character. I think The Incredibles came around a point where I was just tired of Disney and their formulaic movies and was done. And tapped out, but it wasn't Disney. Yeah, it was Pixar, and it wasn't. It was a superhero story. They didn't have the Disney cliches. They had superhero cliches. Yeah, it was still very. They follow such a formula. Oh wait a minute! This This is we're the same age. This came out while you were cynical and in university, right? So you just couldn't accept it. Well, I was doing animation and kind of. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I get it. You should rewatch it. I'm the same way. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff I never watched then, and I was like, stupid. And then I I watch it now, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. That's good. I find I was the same way with Finding Nemo. I was like, oh, I couldn't stand Finding Nemo. I saw that also on Instagram. Like this movie is so long. Exactly. And then I find and then I watched it after, and I was like, I was an idiot. So I recommend you do that with Incredibles. I, did, I didn't need a break like away from Are there animation. any other films like that for you where it's like, you know, upon second viewing years and years later, you kind of regret hating it so much the first time? I watched it. Yeah, movie totally. Like but then it goes the other way, too. Movies. There's yeah. a lot of stuff where years yeah. and years later I watched and I was like, what was wrong with me that I fell for that nonsense? But, uh, yeah, totally. Especially, I mean, it was just, there's also, like, there's just a period in your life where you're like, I'm done with kids' movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not a kid anymore. And then eventually you realize it doesn't matter. See, I was doing animation. Yeah, no, that would be a problem. That did not help. So you'd be like, this is the man. I want that, like, cool indie animation. No, it it wasn't, it had nothing to do with that. I was just tired of, Right, you just couldn't take it. You were just thinking about it all day long. Animation, and and you can see what's wrong with it, and you're like, oh, no. no, That's totally fair. Well, anyway, they're doing Incredibles 2. 
despite what Mel says, it's exciting. A lot yep. of people are actually Mel's really Mel's going to watch Incredibles, and she's going to come back and be like, oh, my God, so good. It was and good. then she'll be excited about it. Was it was so good. <laughs> it was good. Um, I'll lend you the DVD if you promise to watch it in I'll less just, than eight months. No, I'll just download it. Okay, fair. Okay. That's illegal, Mel. I shouldn't do that. I've got um, I mean, as well. Yeah. Yes, Phil, yeah. bring said DVD. So while he was... So anyway, yeah, he's going to do Incredibles 2, and then he also, uh, in like an interview, didn't want to like get into too many deals, but they asked him about Star Wars. And in a roundabout way, he made it clear that, number one, yeah, he is definitely talking with the people about possibly doing some sort of Star Wars thing. But number two, that it came down to be either, either being him or J.J. Abrams who was going to be in charge of the new trilogy, mm. and they ultimately went with J.J., Okay. Which is interesting, and I don't know if I agree with that. Because he, he managed to revive Star Trek? I'm sure it was that, and plus also um, he was going in and having to start production on a trilogy, which basically meant he was starting one movie but also had to have a plan for what mm-hmm. the next two would be. And with all the experience in television, obviously he can it's think long easy, form yeah. like that, versus Brad Bird is more of a you know focus on the one individual yeah. thing. Feature to feature. There's a lot of reasons why it made sense to go mm-hmm. with J.J. Abrams. It, it was it was a, it was a smart gamble. But I, I really do hope Brad Bird does something with Star Wars. I'm sure he would. It's just his tone is so perfect for it. Yeah. He's no, got he that same of sort of reverent movies. and yeah. silly, but at the same time very like yeah. sincere and Picking. moving. And so he should, That's the thing. They're going to be cranking out a Star Wars movie a year. Yeah. Everyone's going to get a chance to yeah, make a Star Wars movie if they want to do yeah. one. It, it doesn't have to be like the main trilogy. Yeah. Here's another animation-related story that hopefully Mel won't be so sniffy about. Um, do you know? Do you know Nick Park, Mel? Do you like Nick Park? Ardman Animation. Oh, Ardman. Wallace and Gromit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I do like Wallace. Okay, so Nick Park, the man who did Wallace and Gromit. There's a, a few people that work in Ardman. They all have the same house style, but he's the guy that basically created that look and created Wallace and Gromit and da 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 da. He hasn't done a feature film since the Wallace and Gromit feature. I think it was called Curse the Were Rabbit. Yeah. Um, it was wonderful. He did do um, Chicken Run as well, which is great. Um, and anyway, he's announced that he's finally going to do his first feature since that. So it was almost a decade later, and it's going to be called Early Man, and it'll be about cavemen and dinosaurs. Oh, so oh okay. Not um, even related to Wallace and Gromit. That's no, nice. definitely not. So I'm 100% on board. This is very exciting. It's a stop motion film, and it's a Nick Park stop motion film more specifically. So it'll be at least three years before we even get to see it, possibly more. But it's still good to know. At least it's actually stop motion. That that guy's though, out so, there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to see him and um, Tim Burton team up. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting because he does have he does have a vaguely gothic sensibility to him, but he can't get rid of the cutesy. And I love him; he's great. He's got a really funny sense of irony, and yeah, even the pirates movie, which he didn't do, his partner did, um, whose name escapes Phil Lord, um, but not the Phil Lord from the Muppets combo. Um, he, uh, yeah, they did a pirates movie that was really funny. Did you see that one? Pirates. It's just called Pirates. It's pretty easy to find. This makes me think of the pornos. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> and finally, um, one last Marvel-related story. Uh, Martin Freeman uh, from the British Office and The Hobbit um. has joined uh, the cast of Civil War, but they won't say who he's playing. So he's obviously playing someone of important. I'm hoping he'll play the Punisher. Isn't he tiny? Hmm. That was a joke. Guys. Yeah, okay. Come on. I was, Keep I was, up. I'm like, wait. I just started watching the UK Office. So I was like, wait. Is it the guy I think it is? It is. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Gym, it's Tim. Right? Tim, you've never seen the UK office before? No. Oh man, it's so much better than the American I've one. I can't even watch the American the one. American one first, yeah, so I can't even watch the UK it. One, I'm just like, this is not. But it's amazing though. You I don't see find that, it right? It's amazing because I watched the US one first. So like the characters because they pulled the same jokes and stuff. It's Yeah, it's only for the good. first couple episodes. It is as good. It's the, way better. Okay, I haven't gotten past the first couple episodes and the first episode is like a lot of this. Yeah, it's depressing it. how much they ripped off. Yeah. But you should stick with it because here's the thing is that's a show actually about humans as opposed to sitcom characters and it's actually like deeply moving and interesting. Right. In addition to being astoundingly hilarious. Okay. Oh, they cast Spider-Man. It's a guy that I don't know. Do either of you guys know this guy? Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Oh, oh, from oh Ender's he game. was all right. He's a Ender's he's Game. A kind yeah. of creepy looking kid. That Ender's Game kid is Yeah, yeah he's all right. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's something. Oh, this is from Latino Review, though, so this may or may not be true. But Latino still. Latino Review. Brendan, how did you even come across the Latino? I don't know. They, no, they, they leak Marvel stuff all the time. They've Do got they? some sort of guy in, in Marvel that's leaking stuff. That's actually. To, to, to the Latino, Latino Review. Latino Review is actually, yeah, as ridiculous as that like sounds. They're like, a, there's like, I, one would it, something like that. I don't know. I, I don't exactly know what it is, but Latino Review is actually like the main source of superhero movie related gossip. So that's, that's probably hilarious. accurate. Because I've seen it in the Latino Review before. I'm just kind of dismissed it because I was like, oh. Yeah. 
Latino Review. Yeah, no, they actually get the scoops. Good to know. I mean, and a lot of BS as well. They got to keep those hits up. But, uh, but yeah, that's actually not a bad choice. I like that it's someone that actually looks like a kid. That'll be interesting. He does look very young. Yeah. Is he very young? Or does he just look very young? He's pretty young. Yeah, he's He's pretty young. He was at, anyway, when Ender's Game. When they did Ender's Game, yeah. But, um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm, be, I'm fine with that. That's an interesting choice just because it's like that is an intense kid and you yeah. know, Spider-Man is more like, you know, talky, side-cracky, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, yeah. may care kind of thing. So. But I don't know what else he's done other than Ender's Game. Perhaps he's done some goofy mm, stuff as maybe. well. Wayne, have you read Maze Runner? No, I have not. Neither have I. Okay, well, that went nowhere <laughs> fast. Yeah, that's wow. the end of that. Okay. I just, I watched the movie. Yeah. Wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Okay. Now I'm actually interested in reading the trilogy of books. Ugh. That's so. kind of mission accomplished, though, isn't it? I mean, it's like, you know, it actually makes you want to go out and read the original yeah, source no, material. Yeah, they did what they so, were supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Why I mean, is that so I ugh? still haven't read any of the Hunger Games books. Even yeah, neither have like I. I first mm-hmm. couple of movies. It's like, oh, I could read these, but the movies, is, yeah, yeah, I got the movies. And I never did get around to finishing, you know, reading the Harry Potter books. Well, the thing is, I figured yeah, they're, I what, they're young so. adult novels, but I can't be the only one reading young adult novels if Hunger Games, Twilight, and the Harry Potter books <laughs> all did fairly well. Yeah. So. Mm. See, but that's the miracle of Kindle, though, is that when you're reading no that knows? on the train, mm. nobody knows what that's you're reading because point. it's just a Kindle. My dad As opposed to when you <laughs> see somebody actually reading yeah. the, you know, the paperback well, for Fifty Shades of Grey on the train, and it's like... Oh man, why are you reading that out here where everybody knows what you're reading? <laughs> get a Kindle like civilized yeah, people. Exactly. Get a room, you two. Or, you know, so. like read good books. You can yeah. do that too. Or do that. That's what I try to do. Um, try? Not yeah. successful? Well, yeah, I like trash too. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the downside. I mean, it's like right now I'm reading a William Gibson novel on my Kindle, so I yeah. can feel all superior to everybody else, but, but nobody no one knows, knows yeah, because yeah. I'm reading it on a Kindle. Yeah, you could be I'm reading, reading William that's Gibson. That's also why I got the, uh, the tablet so. for comic books, because yeah. I was tired of like being in a diner reading Batman, oh, like, seeing yeah. people look at me mm-hmm. like I'm dank. Jerks. What's that full-grown man over there doing yeah. Batman? Instead, yeah. it's just like, oh, he's doing Jerks. something on his tablet like every other exactly. you know, like, you know, every other 21st yeah. century youngster yes. out exactly. there. Just, he's yeah. reading Shakespeare. Yeah. Before, oh man, I, was, I got so many dirty looks with my Batman books in public. I hate hmm. judgmental people. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's that. I'm done with the news. Yeah. Thank you. Phil. So now we'll talk about the yeah. Main now we'll talk about the movie. The main event. Yeah. Which was oh a, yeah, the big Mad one. Max, like Fury Mad Road, Max. which I love so much. How much did you love it, Phil? So much. Um, Is it the action movie of the decade? I mean, it could be. Very okay. well could be. I All mean, right. we're only halfway through. We yep. don't know where we're going to go. But still, we're there. halfway through. We are so. indeed. No, it's, ama- yeah. it's amazing. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's also like easy to overpraise because it's, it's simple, too. Mm-hmm. Like, as all Mad Max movies yes. are, they're yeah. not, you know. I mean, it doesn't get off. much simpler than yeah. two men enter, one man leaves. Exactly. Like, you know, the it's pretty stripped to the yeah. bone. But anyway, yeah, no, it's a really. Um, yeah, so Tom Hardy plays Max. Mm-hmm. And uh, as, wi- as per. Which would be distracting in any other franchise, but there is no continuity in these Mad Max movies. They're basically just like little fables with the same character and cars and a similar universe. So it starts with him uh, giving a little like voiceover prologue about what the world is for those they, who haven't seen other ones. They never ever go into exact details about what happened. No, it's just ever. nuclear war <laughs> so, yeah. of all, about all fighting over oil and water, mm-hmm. and now everything's screwed. Mm-hmm. So that happens, and then he immediately gets into a car chase, and then he's kidnapped and thrown into this crazy community called Citadel that's run by this weird demon-esque monster cr- uh, man creature who also played uh, the original villain in the original Mad Max, which is interesting. And uh, he, yeah, he basically has found like a well, so he has this bastards of water, but he uses that to sort of uh, terrorize the masses and has like, yeah, he's got like a collection of people living in shanty towns outside his kingdom and inside his kingdom he's like milking women for breast milk and he's got a harem of uh, ladies for breeding and most of the most of the men born there are born basically into war slavery where they are uh, and, and mostly cancer-ridden, so they're going to die young anyway, okay. and he sort of promises them immortality for dying in war, so they're basically like slaves. He's to got a to pretty sweet cult thing happening. Yeah, he's a just, nut job. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, in a Mad Max movie? Yeah, no way! I know, right? So mm. Max ends up in there, um, and he's basically used for two purposes. Number one is a hood ornament, and number two... 
as a living blood trans constant blood transfusion device for uh, one of the war boys they always have to keep them alive a little longer if they're really good warriors they'll just have like someone slaved hooked up to their car who they can pump more blood into their system so they can live a little longer so he's like oh negative i guess uh, yeah exactly like the universal donor exactly so, so it right. worked out well for him in that scenario so anyway so there's so that all happens very very quickly and then at the same time, we're going to uh, Charlize Theron, who plays this sort of warrior who was kidnapped in the community. She's got, she like, has the one arm. Best name. Yeah, like Furiosa. Furiosa Imperator yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's so. awesome for sure. Yeah. So she's now warrior in charge of the like the main truck that goes to get gas to bring back to the community. Um, so she's sent out on her latest gas related mission, but it's, it's secretly she's also kidnapped all of the women who uh, the evil leader has been using. Uh, so his... is it really kidnapping or is it liberating? Yeah, no, it's liberating. Okay. Yeah. No, so she's done that. So that immediately turns into a massive car chase. And that's basically the rest of the movie is just uh, the evil warlord okay. chasing her and Max, who reform a reluctant partnership. Yep. Well, that didn't take very long to sum No, up. and that's pretty well it plot-wise. Like, there's some dialogue scenes and there's a little bit of plot, but it's mostly just carnage. And most of the plot even comes through the action. And, like, um, yeah, like, ba- like the first 40 minutes or so, like, it's not all car chase. There's the whole kidnapping and everything described, but it's basically just one insane event and loud sound after the other to the point where, like, when they finally took a pause to take a breath, I could hear everyone in the theater going, like, oh, my God. And even, like, a second to, like, collect themselves. It's wild. And... As with previous Max, Mad Max movies, it's pretty much all physical effects. I mean, there are obviously some digital things to sort of sweeten and heighten, and there's like a sandstorm that obviously they didn't like arrange an actual sandstorm for the movie. That's impossible. But beyond that, like it's yeah, like there are stunt the men. automotive stunts. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. There are like stuntmen crisscrossing on motorcycles over cars while dropping bombs onto said cars, which are filled with like five stuntmen on top of them, not tied to anything. Like things where you're just like, how did they even time that? How did no one die? This makes no sense. <laughs> and it's amazing. The effect it has is absolutely amazing. Which side note, I found out. Um, George Miller was actually a doctor before he uh, became a director. He was a medical doctor. So on the first Mad Max and Road Warrior, he maintained his license so that he could treat all the stuntmen that inevitably got injured on his sets immediately, which I thought was funny. And it saved money. They didn't have to have a doctor who would tell them not to do things. He'd just be like, I'll do it. Um, So So I'll do it so you go do it. Exactly. get on that truck. It's like, don't worry, I've got your back. Exactly, which is hysterical. Uh, I don't believe he did that this time. Uh, They had a little bit more money for this Uh, one. So, yeah, it is... um, yeah, it's just pure visceral experience. It's absolutely amazing. It also does have some ideas on his line. I've obviously, just through what I described with uh, Charlize Theron's character, there is kind of a feminist bent to it that's interesting. In fact, she's probably, if you were to break it down, more the hero of the movie than Max is. He's sort of more reluctantly there than anything else, which has already gotten some like men's rights movement activists yep. angry, which is hysterical. We belong in the kitchen, apparently. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? I've, I've been reading some of the comments. It's, it's like the, the one that really amazed me was when one guy actually wrote, this movie ruins women for men. Yeah, it's so gross. Like, wow. It's, it's gross. Poor him. I know, it's really, really gross. But that being said, uh, Shirley's Theron uh, makes for a fantastic action hero, and that it works really well. And even Tom Hardy's interpretation of Max, I like, what, why are you making that face? Face. You have a little face there, Mel. No. Explain yourself. I had no face. <laughs> Can you just keep oh. going? All right, I'll continue. Um, so she's wonderful, um, and uh, Tom Hardy's interpretation of Max I like quite a bit because he actually um, is very different than Mel Gibson's in that he like he plays it in such a way where like it's clearly a guy who's been on his own in the desert for a long time and just doesn't even know how to talk to people anymore. So more so, Clint Eastwoody man with no namey. It's even less than that. It's like he oh, forgot okay. how humans even interact. Like it's like weird grunts and looks and he seems mm-hmm. surprised when people ask questions and things. It's a really interesting take and then also hmm. he does the bad assitude very well. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, so this is yeah, it's it an insane it, it's an amazing physical achievement. Like I can't believe they did this stuff. I can't believe they actually talked a major studio into giving them $150 million so to you, make you something this intense. So you actually see all that money on the screen. For sure. And not in somebody's computer. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It's um, And it has such a tactile main quality. And I just, I really, really do hope that it is successful. And I think it will be um, just because it would encourage a return to those type of filmmaking. Because it really shows that, like, you know, for the Avengers, which, you know, they never officially announced the money, but the budget of that, but we can assume that was at least $300 million. Um, 
Like the, the the Mad Max just has more of a visceral impact and is more impressive to watch, even though it costs us the money, just because you know that there are actual guys doing that and actual yeah. things. I mean, it's, up. it's it's just like the Road Warrior. The first time you watch that, you know, it's like especially when you know it was made in the '80s before yeah. harnesses could be digitally erased. It's just yeah, yeah. Like those guys are insane what they're doing. Yeah, so. absolutely. And this is an and this is a perfect sort of extension of that. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense in a lot of ways to bring back Mad Max now because that was essentially. Along with what Spielberg and Lucas were doing, the beginning of bringing comic book visuals to life mm-hmm. in a film, and he did it back then, did it in extraordinary ways, and it's great to see him get to return to that playground with all of the um, you know new resources and technology that are available now that he never even had then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, he is using the CG to digitally erase harnesses from people yeah, this course. time around. Yeah, of course, and yeah. and there's and you can tell that like you know the color of the sky has been altered. Yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not that he completely removed CGI. It's just he did want to actually show stunts and explosions, mm-hmm. and they have an incredible impact. And it also has the same sort of weird perverse sense of humor that he's always had. Like there's one of my favorite things is there's uh, one of the cars and the villain sort of war barrage of vehicles is. Uh, uh, like a live heavy metal band playing yeah. music along to with the guitarist. So yeah, there's a guitarist on a bungee cord, and like he's surrounded by at least twelve drummers playing along. And the guitarist's guitar, in addition to being a double neck guitar, is also a flamethrower. That's so he amazing. Can get involved in that the action when he needs to is amazing. So there's the stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So there's stuff like that where you're just like, that's crazy, and it's fun to look at. But then also like. By the time we get to the climax, there is actually a distinct purpose for that vehicle, and it will be used. And everything sort of comes together. Everything's very visually clear and concise, and it's just a—it's just an amazing achievement. I why, mean, like, why do you think that you know it's like in more recent years when it comes to action, like the fashion has become to just make it really kinetic and close up with like a lot of movements, so that you have no idea what just happened. It's born and, identity, you know, versus it, like the '80s when they did action sequences and you yeah. could see exactly what was happening. It's simple. It was born identity, mm-hmm. um, and when well, not born identity, the born specifically the born supremacy and born ultimatum, which is directed by uh, Paul Greengrass, who only okay. shoots handheld and started in documentary and has appropriated that style. And in the born identity, born ultimatum series that technique worked extraordinarily well. And mm-hmm. it was new and weird and off-putting and it fit with the story and it fit with the themes. Um, and everyone was like, oh my God, this is new and weird and gritty. And so everyone started ripping it off. So it was a combination of that and also Michael Bay's been doing handheld mm-hmm. for a long time. And it also is just like, if you shoot everything like that, if something goes wrong in shooting, and if something goes wrong when you're physically doing the action, it's very easy to conceal if you're just rapid-fire mm-hmm. cutting images that don't quite come together. Yeah. You can very you can very easily make it look like something happened that didn't, okay. as opposed to when you're actually showing everything very clearly and concisely, you have to have done it. Yeah, so basically, people like George Miller take the high road and just go, it's harder to do it this way, but we're going to do it this way anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's a trend, too. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's already starting to disappear a little bit. Um, it was a real problem for like five years there. Yeah. But it's slowly starting. Stuff like the raid and things like that slowly mm-hmm. started to remind people that it's great when you can actually see this yeah. stuff. Like Daredevil. Yeah. Daredevil. They show the fights. Well, there are times, though. That last episode, I have to say, okay. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, but like the hallway they... fight was like, you, you knew exactly oh, absolutely. what was going on. No, there, there was so amazing just, yeah. sequences in it, yeah. but they definitely, I did, I, w- I have to admit that I was a little let down that when Daredevil finally had the costume on and was finally going to see him do a shtick, they mm. did kind of do a little bit of too much. Oh, okay. Cutty-cutty, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the important thing is Mad Max is fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. And I, and I do insist on going to see it in the theater because it is such an intense experience when projected that large that really can't be replicated. I, you, I would even recommend 3D because they even did some really interesting 3D gags in there. And I, genu- I genuinely, like, when I walked out of the theater, not unlike Gravity, it took a while for, like, my eyes to adjust because the colors are so insane. And it took, and, and my equilibrium was all fudged up. From all the uh, nice catch, yeah, Bill. Good for you, Bill. From all the like, uh, from all, from all the ed- from like that, the, just like the editing and the imagery and the, and the incredible soundtrack, oh, and it's really kind of it is an experience that is really, really, really worth so taking the time. Easily the, the movie of the summer, anyway. Yeah, I don't see anything being better. Okay, okay. let's see next week. You should. You'd like it. I heard someone describe it as a Slayer album cover come to life, only louder. And they're not wrong. Okay. They're not That's wrong. actually a nice way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. They're not okay. wrong. Um, so, yeah, and I would even, as someone who really enjoys Mad Max um, and just rewatched all the movies of the series, I would even go as far as to say, like, it's it's entirely possible that it's the best one. 
it might be. I mean, like I love the Road which Warrior. Which is like, so it's hard yeah, to say. that's yeah. The the Road Warrior is obviously yeah, like, you know, the one to compare. It, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it is, it's 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 hard to say. Hmm. It really is. Okay. I'm off to see it again before I can decide. But I and I will. I fully intend to go see it in the theater at least once more, possibly twice. And I highly recommend that anyone who likes movies go see it. If you don't like movies, then don't bother. Mm-hmm. For sure. But or if, if you, you don't do, like action movies. Yeah, then that's a horrible yeah, idea. Definitely don't go. <laughs> but if you like yeah, if you like seeing stuff blow up and you like cars and you like carnage but what if I like all that, but I'm a misogynist? What do I do then? You're screwed. Oh, man. Yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> but the good news is there's, like, so much stuff you can watch instead. Okay. That totally fits exactly That's what you're true. looking for. Yeah. So don't even worry okay. about that. Because I want to watch yeah. an action movie oh, that man. reminds me that women should be subjugated. Oh, man, anything. And goes. I want Mad Max to be that movie. Honestly, okay. go, to the, go to the video store, say, do you have a movie with Steven Seagal? You're set. Okay. You're set. But unfortunately, this one isn't the one for you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Wayne. Yep. <laughs> I guess this is a gaming podcast. Mm-hmm. Did anyone play anything that they did, can talk I about? Think, I don't think I can talk about mine. What, what did you play? How much to say anyway? Just puzzle. I'm not sure. I Actually, so. if you or can either. Feet, yeah, cool. and so I can't talk about it. you played. I played Splatoon, but I can't talk about okay, it. Okay, I mean, either. I played yeah. Final Fantasy X again for review. Uh, we don't need to talk about that again. Yeah, we don't need to talk about uh, But you did play yeah. something called Lost and Orbit. And I played Lost Orbit, which is like this $12 downloadable indie game from a Canadian company. That's um, way more interesting than Final Fantasy. PS4. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a little arcadey game. It's it's only twelve bucks, so it's like it's pretty cheap. And I was actually kind of surprised by how much fun it was. They try to stick a heavily narrated story in there, and I don't know why they're doing that for what's essentially an arcade experience. But the actual game itself is it's just sort of a racing game where you know it's like you're uh, vertically scrolling. You start at the bottom, you try to get to the top of the level, you know, quote unquote, and you're just this spaceman who basically gets into the orbit of these micro planets and then kind of just circles around them to build up speed and then you kind of just slingshot away. So it's actually very easy to finish the course, but the whole point of the game is to do it as quickly as possible, which involves like you know lots of trial and error and dying if you're trying to do it quickly. But there is something about... It, it captures that classic arcade gameplay loop where you get you know stuck on a level a few times and then you get frustrated and then you hammer your head against the wall but then finally something just clicks and you get it and you're in the zone and then suddenly for like a few minutes your hands know what they're doing even if your brain can't keep up with what's actually going on screen and you're like okay this game is really cool so that's fun yeah I love those games. Yep. You so you're like, wait, how do I do that? Yeah, exactly. I it's wasn't like, there. Yeah, you, you 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 just do something, and you're like, I don't know how my hands knew to do yeah. that because my brain could not follow what was just going on. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those games where it, it's just a simple thing of like, you know, get to the finish line of this level. But they introduce lots of interesting little features here and there, and it moves fast. It moves really, really fast. Cool. Um, and it's one of those games where you have infinite lives. So you don't have to worry about the whole, you know, you wasted your three lives and you're staring at the press X to continue. It's just a puzzle thing. Yeah. Uh, And so the way this works with keeping track of how many lives you've used up is when you collide into, like, asteroids and other stuff, it it turns into, like, a bloody mess that's got your blood splattered all over it. So when you're going through the course, (laughs) again, for the umpteenth time, you'll see all of these rocks that are splattered in blood. Yeah, like Super Meat Boy. It's like, oh, okay, so I ran into that asteroid, I ran into that asteroid, blah, blah, blah. Does it do the replay at the end like Super Meat Boy? No, it doesn't do that. I always love that. So, yeah, it's got a bit of that Super Meat Boy vibe in that they do mean for you to die and just get better and better at it until you finally get, like, that perfect run through. So... You know, yeah, it's it's an arcade game. You know, it's like it's it's a short, fast burst of kinetic activity. But if you're looking for something where you just want to, like, you know, check out your brain and just go back to, like, classic hand-eye coordination, twitch reflexes, yeah, I would actually recommend it. I am proud to try yeah. those. Those are some of my favorite games. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Lost, like Lost Orbit is actually pretty I like decent. A, yeah. I love a good immersive storytelling mm-hmm. experience, but I also do like a good button masher. This is... Well. Pretty twitchy, yeah. So, but but it's more of a race game rather than like you know platformy kind of yeah. stuff. So, yeah. There you go. PS4, right? Yep, it's for the PS4 and PC. Yeah, it's, it's also yeah, available yeah. on Steam. So, is cool. that all you did? That's all you played, right? That it's that in Final Fantasy, yeah. Yeah, so, like, no yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah, we'll tap out of Final Fantasy. Right. Yeah. And I don't even think Phil and I could talk about Splatoon next week. No, I don't think so. They bad. have some weird embargoes, like reviews until the twenty seventh, but we can live stream next week. Yeah. 
weird. Yep. Anyway, that's it for us this week. We can, of course, you can follow us on all our, all our social media. That's facebook.com slash comicsgamemagazine, google.com slash little plus sign online. Twitter is at online. Phil? At that Phil Brown. Wayne is Real Wayne Santos. Brendan is BFry26, and I'm Kixen Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N Chaos. And, of course, we have our YouTube channel. And also, of course, check out cgmagonline.com. Right now, we're giving away copies of American Sniper, uh, which, yep, no Phil is totally, no totally impressed. No so make sure you come to the website and look for the link for American Sniper giveaway. If you can't find it on the site, then just go to our Twitter page. It's around there. People are tweeting about it constantly because they're trying to win. So make sure you check that out. Thanks for tuning in.